Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Joe Beningo with you here. The Oh, The Pain podcast. Uh, we have two of them today. This is our second one. Monday, May 23rd, 2022. And uh, before we welcome in my guests, let me just say that the Oda Paint podcast is brought to you by Beach Camera, by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by KZ Sports Marketing, the great Kenny Zor, by Anita Discount Tire, by Blue Hill Golf Course Pro River, New York, and by the Sidebar in Hackensack, New Jersey. And joining us right now, really one of the great fullbacks the modern day fullbacks, you know, when you talk fullbacks, and I'm an old man, so I go back to 1960, 61. So when I was growing up, a fullback was Jimmy Brown, a fullback was Jim Taylor, a fullback was Larry Zonka. As we've evolved, the NFL evolved, the fullback became a little kind of a different position, not so much a running back, more of a blocker and a pass catcher out of the backfield. And one of the uh, really all-time best to ever do it was this guy, Tony Richardson, uh, my good buddy, former New York Jet, of course, 17-year career in the NFL, uh, drafted by the Cowboys, played a long time with the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe he's in the ring of honor there in Kansas City. Uh, also, uh, uh, Minnesota, played with the Vikings and had a couple great years with the Jets under Rex Ryan. Tony Richardson. Tony, how are you, man? You know, I'm doing great. It's uh, obviously, uh, you've been a tremendous uh, asset to me when we worked together at uh, SMY. Yeah. I learned how to, I learned how to tell it like it is and so uh, now nah, I'm doing great man it's good to see you you look great um it's funny you say Jim Brown so this picture that's over my shoulder is a picture of uh of me and Jim Brown and um you know for me when I got a chance to meet him it was like meeting you know <laughs> like it's one of the greatest people ever obviously from Long Island uh, but just what he did for the running back fullback position um so yeah I look I look at his picture every time uh every every morning I get up you know, I was fortunate enough to see Jim Brown play, okay? I saw him play in person against the Giants back in 1963 at Yankee Stadium. Oh, I'll never goodness. forget that. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I had the pleasure of seeing him. To me, still the greatest football player of all time. Yeah. And, you know, you, it's funny you mention that because I had the opportunity at one of the Super Bowls uh, way back, the first Giant-Patriot Super Bowl, I got to meet Jim Brown. And I'll tell you, you know, Tony, I've never been intimidated by anybody yeah. but him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. when I, I, when you, like you said, when you're in the presence of him, it's like, whoa, I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a whole different feel to this guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, he was the best of the best. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. 100%. And they definitely paved the way. And like, like you said, it's like, whenever he walks into a room, I don't care who everyone yep. gets quiet. And I just want, I just walked over to him gently. And I said, you know, I just want to say, you know, thank you for everything. And he was so gracious. He was so nice. You know, wanted to know what I was currently doing now. Um, somehow he knew my dad was a serviceman. <laughs> I'm like, so he knows me. He knows my name. Wow. So that, that, wow. that was pretty that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. Uh, no doubt. And talking to uh, Tony Richardson. I, I give me give me a little feel. I want to get into the jet years, but a little little feel of you, you know, your career in general. I mean, I know you went to Auburn. Yep. Uh, drafted by the Cowboys. I don't think you were there too long, though. You weren't in Dallas too long. Were you, Tom? Yeah, you know, crazy enough. So um, that year... Um, I'll take just a tad bit and go back, but that actual um, 
so my dad was in the military. So I was born in Frankfurt, Germany. So I never played organized football until like okay. my 10th grade year in high school. And so I was just, I had a speaking engagement um, just yesterday and I was sharing um, to the group that, uh, you know, my likelihood getting to the NFL really wasn't supposed to happen. So going into my senior year, my dad, uh, he says, hey, son, when you get home from practice, you, me and your mother need to talk to you. You already know, I'm thinking like, I'm about to get my butt tore up. <laughs> and, uh, right, right. And, so, and so he was telling me that he had orders to go back to Germany. And he said, son, we're so proud of you. You and your mother are gonna stay here. And I'm gonna go back and do these two years and I'm gonna miss your senior year of high school and your freshman year of college. So we had to navigate that space. Um, long story short, end up going to Auburn. And so we were undefeated in 1993, but we were on probation that year. That was the year Coach Dye stepped down and Terry Bowden uh, took over, mm -hmm. Tommy Bowden, uh, Terry. And so took over and we were undefeated. And I actually didn't, I, I actually didn't get drafted. So that year, none of our games were televised. We had Wayne Gandy. Um, I think he was a 13, maybe the 15th pick of the first round to the Rams. James Bostick, who's my tailback, uh, eventually ended up getting a Super Bowl with Favre um, in Green Bay. He was uh, the third round draft choice, and that's it. So all out of our whole senior class, we only had two mm -hmm. guys. So I went to the Cowboys as an undrafted free agent. They had just come off back-to-back -back Super Bowls, which I still, my agent was like, ah, this is the best opportunity for him. Like, they got Emmitt Smith. Uh, yeah, right, right. Right, Boots Johnson, right, right, Gassett, right. Uh, Lincoln right. Coleman. Jason Garrett was on that team, which is crazy. And we'll get into that story later. But Jason Garrett's brother, Judd, was also a fullback and trying out. Mm. And Jason Garrett was one who taught me the playbook because I was out there bombing everything. You know, the playbook was like this in the NFL compared to like this in college. And he knew I was competing with his brother. Took me aside, taught me how to uh, really the pass concepts, the, the run blocking and all that kind of stuff. And um, was fortunate. And, and Tommy Agee was Emmett's best friend, who was a former, who was a fullback from Auburn. Yep, so I'm like, yep. I had to compete with Emmett's best friend as a backup. Uh, so, so I was on practice squad that whole year, but it was the best year, I think, of uh, my career, just simply because, you know, mentorship. You know, I'm looking around. You're talking about Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, yeah. uh, Charles Haley, um, you know, Darren Woodson. I'm talking about Hall of Famers across the board. And they showed me how to be a professional. And that's the best thing I could have possibly ever did was been on that. That that, uh, now that was Barry right Switzer. Now, Jimmy Johnson was gone already, right? You said it, right? Yeah. So Barry Switzer was the coach when you got there, right? Yeah, first, he was first year head coach. We ended up going to the NFC Championship game against the 49ers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Over there. Remember we it well. Like three, we had three turnovers within like the first. 21 nothing right game. off the bat. Yep. Exactly. And then we came back. Um, we fell short. I left to go to Kansas City next year and they won the Super Bowl the following year. <laughs> so I was yeah. in between two and one Super Bowl. I was in between the Super Bowl. Well, well that game, you know, I, I, I was, uh, when I was doing radio, uh, yeah. we'd have Michael Irvin on every week. So I got to be pretty good friends with Michael Irvin. Yeah. And we would always talk about that NFC title game with that play with Dion down the sideline, which was exactly. clearly pass interference. Pass interference. Yep. And they didn't call it. And that turned out to be, you know, really the biggest play of the game. And then yeah. the Niners went on and win it. After they had blown that 21 nothing lead, like you said, exactly. I mean, the Cowboys came all the way back in that game. Yep, 100%. And that's, you know, for me, because in practice squad, you know, you don't travel. So we practice all week long. We're watching it. And I'm like, this is passing interference. I remember yep. that game yep. yesterday. It was like a muddy game. It was I think it was on the far, maybe the far left-hand side. And clearly, I mean, it was, yeah, that's crazy. But then Dion ended up coming to Kansas. I mean, coming to the Cowboys the, next the year. Cowboys. Winning again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... You know, obviously, I would have loved to have that ring, but, you know, and I share all the time, like, mentorship, you know, just as you taught me when I was at SNY. Uh, when I got to when I got to Kansas City, 
they just gave me number 49. So I'm looking up. I got 32 and I got 42. 32 was uh, Marcus Allen. 42 was Ronnie Lott. And so you're talking about, here goes 49. So you're talking about like tutelage and mentorship. Yeah. Really having like professionals all across the board to kind of show me what it really was like to be a professional. Yeah, no question. Talking to the great Tony Richardson. All right. So, so 95 is your first year in Kansas City? First year in Kansas City with uh, Marty Schottenheimer. With Schottenheimer. And that yep. year, okay, and I remember this well, okay. You play the, the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> in the in the divisional round in yep. Kansas City. You guys yep. had the home field advantage. 13 and three. 13 right? and three. Well, yep. we needed two games at home and we're yep. going to the Super Bowl. And if I'm not mistaken, your kicker, I believe it was Lenville Elliott. How many did he miss in that game? He missed three, many- three field goals. Three. And I'll tell you this, this is funny. And I'm glad you, well, I'm not glad you brought that up because you just dug a hole in my heart. <laughs> well, I know, but I mean, I, believe me, Tony, I remember all these freaking games. So let me but, tell you, man. But think this out. So we look, you know, and for me, I'm a young cat. So this thing had right. me, I was short right. yards and goal line fullback, um, special teams. One of the coldest days in Kansas City history. We look in our defense. Yeah, we, had right. Derek, we had Derek Thomas, Neil Smith, Dan Seller Moore, uh, Dale Carter, um, uh, on the corner, James Hasty, like we were locked and loaded. You were good, and oh, they yeah, beat yeah. us. I think it was. I think the final score was ten. It was either ten nine or ten seven, and we missed three field goals. Yeah. But the crazy part about that game, and this is when I knew the NFL was uh, no joke. So missed the three field goals. We hit one. You know, we move on. They came to Lynn Elliott as we're getting off the field. They told him just don't even come to the locker room. Just go to your car. I haven't seen him since. They cut him on the really? field. He was, I, I have not seen Lynn Elliott since then. He, they wouldn't even let him in the locker room. He missed wow. three field goals. Boy, that's, 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 19, that's 1995. So they, so, so he, he misses all these field goals yep. and they just told him that Schottenheimer basically just tells him, get somebody, the hell out somebody. of here. Cause they were, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, we had the number one defense. You had, you had, if you got Derek Thomas out there on the edge and we right. could imagine right. like that game was, you know, it's an inclement weather game, right. but that next Sunday, the weather in Kansas city was pretty perfect. Like, yeah. We get through that game, you know, and you know how it is. It's like, we got momentum. Now we're going to the next round. Derek Thomas coming off the edge in Kansas City. Man, we, yeah. So that, yeah, I was, that's, I was close to Super Bowls, yeah. <laughs> that's, and, and, and you know, it's funny. I watched that game in a hotel room. It was a blizzard yeah. in New York. Okay. That game was a blizzard that day. And a friend of mine, I had to go to work. I was doing overnight at WFN at the time. Yeah. I actually watched that game in a hotel room in Manhattan in a blizzard. I'll never forget that game. Never. Yeah. And then... So now you're on the Chiefs, and now two years later, you're in the same position again. 1997, I hate to bring these up, Tony, but it's okay. 1997, <laughs> you're playing the Broncos, okay? You're playing the Broncos at home again. You got the uh-huh. home field again, and you lose to Denver at home in that game. A- exact same thing, and it's like, and that's when Elway was was rolling. And it was yep. crazy because I'm like, yep. I'm on the sideline. I'm like, listen, he's going to do the bootleg. He's going to come out. He got Rod Woods. Well, no, you had McCaffrey. Wild Ritson and going, yep. I'm like, it's the same. Then you, and then they're running the game, running the ball. So right. yeah, it was Smith. close. Rod yeah, Smith. Rod Smith, exactly. Right. And um, yeah, so I, we were close. And those were, you know, in that year, like, if you think about, and obviously, you know, as we move into our jet years, Anthony Lynn was, uh, he was the backup tailback to Terrell Davis. So he ends up, you know, and Lynn ended up becoming my running back coach with the Jets and then was a head coach with, you know, D, you know with uh, the, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And so, we talk about that game all the time. That was one of the first times I think that um, a team went on the road and they had all three of their road game, all three of their uh, playoff games on the road, and they ended up going to the Super Bowl. And that's the year they, they won it. Back. 
They went back to back. Yeah, back to back. Yeah, 90, yeah, well, 98, they beat my team in a championship game. So I, <laughs> yeah. I remember that one well for sure. No, yeah. they were. I remember that was too, that, that Bronco team. Remember the AF, NFC had won like 14 or 15 the straight. Most dominant, yeah, because it was 49ers, Cowboys, and, yep. and thereafter. Yep. And then that's when the Broncos kind of came and they turned everything yep. around. Yep, 100%. The Packers had won the year before and they, and yep. they were going for two in a row. And then exactly. Devin, Terrell Davis had that big game with the migraines and all of that stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, they go on. And Elway had that crazy run. The you know, he gets spun around like a top. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so that. funny that you're bringing it back all these memories. <laughs> I, but I'm proud of myself, though, as a fullback hey. for 17 years, and I still remember, so I'm glad. <laughs> hey, look, you know what? You know, the, the Chiefs had a lot. Of, look, they had a lot of brutal losses over the years. Yeah. They finally, you know, they finally won their Super Bowl a couple of years ago, Randy yeah. Reed, Mahomes, and all of that. But, yeah. But, so, so, so you played, how many years you played in Kansas City, Tom? I was there for 11. 11 and years. And I was able, fortunate enough, when I got my um, number put up in the rafters, it was actually against the Jets. And so when Clark Hunt calls me up and, right. you know, I, I got a missed call from Clark and I'm like, oh, I'm like, why is the owner calling me? And so he calls me up. He says, hey, Tony, how you doing? And Mr. Hunt, Lamar, obviously, you know, he was a pioneer for the league and what yep. he's yep. done for not only me and my family, but just the entire league. And so Clark calls me up. He's like, hey, man, I got some good news for you. And it kind of still gives me chills because, you know, I remember as a young buck, 1995, and I'm just walking in there. You walk in any stadium, you see the names, and you just think, man, that must be pretty awesome. And you never, ever can envision that your name one day will be up there. So when he said that, you know, they were going to put my number up there, I just, I froze. And he was like, hey, Tony, he's still with us? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. And it was just like, it, it still gives me emotion because I'm like, all those years of the great years, but then all these Hall of Famers that, you know, you, I mean, you name it across the board and you get a chance to have your name in the Raptors. But fast forward, he was like, well, when the schedule comes out, you know, we'll let you pick what game. And so crazy enough, it was the Jets versus the Chiefs in Kansas City. And that's when um, I think uh, uh, Fitzpatrick threw like five picks that day. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So all my Jet fans that came to the game to, to celebrate me were not too happy. But, you know, it was it ended up being a good day. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad – that was actually in 2016, if 2016, I'm not mistaken. yep. Yep. And uh, that was not a good year. That was a year after the Jets had won 10 games, blew the last game of the year to Buffalo, didn't make the playoffs, and then yeah, it exactly. kind of went sour on Todd Bowles after that. We're talking to uh, the great uh, Tony Richardson. Uh, how about, uh, you know, playing as long as you did? Because you blocked for how many thousand-yard rushes? Before I get to the Jet years, how many thousand-yard rushes did you block for, Tony? I think it's funny, too, because I, I think – because, you know, a lot of times it's – you know, because as a pullback or you know, former player, you don't keep up. I don't really keep up with a lot of that, but I think the stat right. is, I think it's nine straight um, hundred thousand. Uh, is that what it was? You, so you blocked yeah. the nine straight thousand yard yeah. rushes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's nine. Yeah. Cause I mean, the years with, you know, Priest Holmes, and then I even talk about the year when Priest got yeah, hurt and Larry Johnson comes right, in. Right. State. Right. Dude, LJ had 1,800 yards in nine games. Like when I tell you he was rolling, like, He's, we're hitting 200 here, 300 here. I mean, it, was just, it was insane. So, you know, obviously it's a, it's a, excuse me, it's a great tribute to the offensive line. I mean, you know, I look up and was so fortunate, the crazy lines that we had in Dallas, but then I get to Kansas City. Uh, we had Big John Alt. Then you bring in Big Willie Rofe. You got Will Shields. Obviously, yeah. Tony Gonzalez has a tight end helps. Yeah. Then you got right. Jason Dunn, who literally right. was a blocking a, a tackle. Um, you know, Brian Waters, Casey Wigman, I mean, across the board, you know, I just, I was very, very fortunate to have some, um, some great offense. I don't know. And I'm trying to think now your quarterbacks there, they don't, they're escape. Would you have Elvis Gerbach there at one point? I, I had Elvis, Rich right. Gannon, Warren Moon, um, and then finally Trent Green. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. Trent Green in Kansas City. Yeah, so City. Trent right. came over with Coach Emil. <clears throat> that's for the whole year, that year that Trent got hurt. And then Kurt Warner went on to have this that magical year. And then when Coach Emil um, came back out of retirement, he came to the Chiefs. And Trent was coming off his um, off his knee surgery. And, man, now when I tell you someone that, you know, I've been around some guys that really put in the work. Man, Trent Green, like, you've seen it. Like, you know, right. he knew that. And, one, you can't imagine, like, it's almost – and I can't compare this to uh, what happened in Philadelphia when Wentz went down and, you know, um, what's the name? Nick Falls. Nick Falls. Yeah. I can't remember. Tony's kind of froze on him. And yeah, then he hurts his knee. And then all of a sudden, Kurt Warner comes in. And it's like, you're sitting on the sideline. And this dude's having a Hall of Fame record year. And um, and then when Trent came in, he had, a, he had a chip on his shoulder, nothing against Kurt Warner. But he had something to prove that he could still do it. And I've never seen anyone work harder to get himself back to playing like, you know, good quality football. So Trent's one of my dear friends. Now you played for Herman Edwards too for uh in uh, Kansas City, did you not? Oh, so actually Herman's probably I'm not I'm not gonna say Herman's the reason why I left, but it was a, it was a new regime. You know, Carl Peterson, right, right, you know, Ed offered me a contract, but I think Herm, you know, he wanted his own guys and I knew Herm, but also I was like the veteran had been there all that time. And so they went completely young when, uh, you know, when Herm came in. So I missed, I missed Herm. So when Herm came in, that's when I left and went to Minnesota. And Minnesota for how many years were you with the Vikings? Uh, two years. And that's, that was coach Childress uh, first year. So we had a uh, guy rest his soul, Tavares Jackson, who we drafted at Alabama state who ended up dying in a car accident. Right. And then right. we, um, uh, we had Brad Johnson, we had Brad Johnson. And then Tavares, but then Adrian Peterson came that uh, that second. That's he's he's a different animal. So we had AP, and there's another picture over my shoulder. That's me. And there he is. Oh, I see him. Yeah. Yeah. That's at the uh, that's at our Pro Bowl. So that was a uh, Pro Bowl 2007. Yep. 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 So you come to the so your first year with the Jets. And again, we're talking to Tony Richardson. Your first year with the Jets is that old nine season, right? With Rex. That was your first year there. No, no, no. I came with I had Mangini. So I had, I had Mangini. With Favre. Yeah, I had Favre and uh, Mangini for you. Yeah, I know. So I'm getting you fired up now. (laughs) Now you get me fired up. So your first year with the Jets was 08 then. Yeah, 08. Yep. 08. When you guys were eight, let me tell you right now, Tony. I already know. I can't stand. I got to tell you this. I'm sure he's a fine guy. I can't stand Brett Favre. I mean, yeah. this guy, he comes, to, he never wanted to come to my team to begin with. He wanted to go right to the damn Vikings. Let's be honest, okay? He yeah. comes to my team. We're eight and three. Tony, eight and freaking three. They go to Tennessee. Tennessee was undefeated. You go to Tennessee and beat up the freaking Titans. You killed them in that game in Tennessee. Yep. I'm nuts. I'm doing like handstands in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Fob gets hurt in that game against Denver in the rain at the Meadowlands. Yep. And then you guys never recover. You win one more game. You beat Buffalo. Uh, yep. We're lucky to win that game. Sean Ellis recovers a fumble and takes it in exactly. for a touchdown to win that game. And then you guys wind up crapping out and going nine and seven. And then freaking Favre leaves to go to the goddamn Vikings. Excuse yeah, my language. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that was uh, yeah, that, that was tough because it was, and you could see it like we, and that was a tough team. Like you know, man, Jeannie, he ran a you know tough ship, and right, right. You know, we had you know big Sean Ellis. Like he's just yep. Sean Ellis is a epitome of a jet. He was just physical. He was mean, yep. 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 and we we had it rolling. And then when Favre got hurt, like you said, it was. I mean, and the thing about it, we looked, you know, we had Lavernius, we had LC, Jericho, Cotri, who yep. obviously. Oh, you guys were good. Jets. You had a good team. You yeah, could. we were we were we were great, man. Leon, uh, Leon yep. Washington, Leon Washington. We were so close, yep. but then when Favre got hurt, man, things just it just it all. Because I think you we know had what? Kelly Clemens. Wasn't Kellen Clemens our backup? 
He was, but here's what got me ticked off the most about Bob. The guy was clearly hurt, but he, yeah. he had to play because he had to keep that stupid streak going. Yeah. And, and I've always had a problem with him because of that. You know, yeah. it was more about him, you know, with that Ironman streak than it was about the team winning. And I, so I, the door couldn't <laughs> hit, it hit him in the ass more to get the hell out of here when he left. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to go back, though, for a second back to Mangini. Okay. How, so were you shocked? So the team goes nine and seven, even though you guys still went nine and seven that year. Yeah. Were you surprised that Mangini got bounced after that? You know, I, I was, I think just because, and I, I can be honest with you, like the reason how I ended up, and this is funny because how the league kind of um, goes in like full circle and it's two people. So when I was at the senior bowl, because that year I told you in 1993, um, you know, I didn't get I, I didn't get invited to the combine, but I went right. to the senior bowl. Right, you didn't get so, drafted, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. my coach was Don Shula. Guess who the special teams coach was? Mike Westoff. Right. So right. that particular year, that then that that ninety three year, at senior bowl, I'm they they gave me a helmet. I was trying to knock everybody's chin loose, and I was doing everything they asked me on special teams. So much so, like when I had a free agent visit, I took a visit down to Miami, and Westy and you know Coach Shula, they were trying to sign me. So fast forward at the end of, you know, 2008, after a Pro Bowl year, I get a call from Jimmy Ray. So Jimmy Ray was my running back coach in Kansas mm -hmm. City who coached, mm -hmm. you know, me and Marcus Allen, Greg Hill, right, right, you know, right. Ann Morris, you know, all of that. So Jimmy said, hey, hey, pro. He said, hey, man, you got some gas in the tank. I said, what you thinking, Jimmy? He said, man, we're building something special here. He said, we got this good young coach. We need leadership. So I think I might have been maybe one or two days older than, uh, than Mangini. And... Um, and he was like, we got this good young coach, real smart, but we need veteran leadership. And he said, what are you thinking? And I'm like, you know what, pro for you? Because that, do you imagine? It was, it was, it was uh, Kansas City West. We had Paul Hackett. We yeah. had uh, Schottenheimer. So all yep. those cats yep. I knew from yep. Kansas yep. City were all now here with the Jets. And so I was like, you know what? I, I'll do it. I signed a one-year deal, you know, had Jimmy. And, but Mangini and him and I, I still think, you know, I mean, I'm not, we never had a contentious relationship, but as soon as I get here, he was like, Hey, Tony, I want to let you know, I don't like fullbacks. And I'm like, dude, you just brought me here. I don't like fullbacks. Yeah. But his philosophy and now you starting to see, as you can see how right. the game has mm -hmm. changed and how guys are getting shifted, you know, the fullback position is kind of disappearing. Yep. So his philosophy, and that's one thing I'm going to tell you this right now. And I'll say this and stand on top of a mountain. Eric Mangini is the smartest football coach I've ever been around on wow. any level. I'm talking about Andy Lovell. He knew, he knew what the offensive lineman, left guard, right guard, center, all the blocking assignments, the fullback, tight end, every defense assignment, of course, every special team assignment. He knew everything. And I learned more ball in that one year than I learned in my entire career because he forced the offensive guys to see what the, the challenges that the defensive guys had. And so I'm looking at past concepts. I'm like, you know, and this time I'm in like year, what, 15, 14. And so for me, it was like, I was learning. I was like, wow, you know, I dig this. But he said, you know, I don't really like fullbacks because when there's a fullback in the game as a defensive coach, it, it's a tail. Like we know if you're offset to the right, you know, there's power lead this way or it's going to be go So he was like, you know what? And that's why, you know, they were always looking to find another guy that can like line up in the backfield, motion out, run routes, you know, kind of what Husek does in, um, in San Francisco now. And yep. even the big yep. kid in, in Baltimore, like that dude can catch, like he can boogie. 
Right. So that's why teams are getting rid of that traditional. That's Picard. What is that? Picard you're talking about in Baltimore? Yeah. Yeah, Ricard. He yeah, weighs they, about they, 300 pounds, too, playing. 300 pounds catching, catching corner routes. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and that, right, and, right, and that right. wasn't my forte. So Mangini and Westhoff would tell you, like, it was hard, and he never did it to me. It was hard for me to be active. So he was like, hey, it's going to be – and he and he would tell me early in the week, he's like, hey, man, it, it, we might not be able to put you on the on the, on the the 53 this week or the 47. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to start. I've been a starter my whole year. You're going to have me inactive? But he just felt like if, if there's only six or seven plays, that we're using a fullback and you're not like a, a full, you know, special teams guy. And so I'm just like, and then I'm just like, dude, why would you bring me here if this is the case? Like I could have just went off to pasture and, you know, and called it. So that we had a contentious relationship, but it worked. And, you know, I, I bit my tongue cause you know, that's what I learned to do. But then when Rex came, that's when things started to change. And, you know, um, that's when I started, cause I didn't play that much. I played the year of Mangini, but he just, he just really wasn't a fullback guy. Yeah, and then Rex comes in again. We're talking to Tony Richardson that old nine season, and really yeah. it changed everything. You know, before we even get into those years, yeah. when I think of those teams, the leadership in the locker room, and I think yeah. of you, and I think of Big Wood, Damian Woody, yeah. and I think of Jericho Cotchery, you know, Alan I think Fanica. of Alan Fanica, right? Yeah. I think of these kind of guys, you could really see the veteran leadership on that team. And just give me, because I love, let me tell you right now, one of the biggest mistakes Woody Johnson ever made, besides buying a team, he should have never bought, he's a terrible (laughs) owner. But beside beside that was letting Mike Tannenbaum go. And then he brought Idzik in and it really, you know, he should have, he should have kept Tannenbaum. And I think maybe Tannenbaum and Rex would still be here. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a while now, but I think they would have figured it out. But the feeling with Rex, I mean, just the way he was. I mean, he came yeah. in and said, "Look, I'm not kissing Bill Belichick's rings." How yeah. how about that when Rex came in? Yeah, it was, and I still talk to Rex quite a, quite a bit. Like we've done charity events. Tell him I miss him, Tony. Tell him yeah, Benigno misses him. him, will you? Yeah, I always text him and talk I wish to him. Coach the team now. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, but you know, I think the biggest thing, if had Rex been in any other market, he would he probably would have got that next year. It was just everything. I think it, there was so much pressure, and I'm I'm with you. And me and Rex always talk about it. He was like, "Man, if we could have kept that after those back the back AFC Championship years," yeah, he said, yeah. "We could have kept that team together maybe one more year. Yeah. We could have been special." And you know, it's just after that, you know, things went down. We had the butt fumble. We had all the nonsense. But um, that's the biggest thing. And I think Rex and I'm to me, I'm still like, why? Is, I don't understand. I don't know if it's you know, because I know he still wants to coach. I don't know if he wants to be a position coach or coordinator and that's what he's waiting for but i don't know why rex ryan is not coaching to this day seriously but he's a guy i I love him and i love everything about rex and if it was up to me he'd be back coaching the jets again i got a lot of questions about robert Sala, but i don't want to get i want to leave that for another time but i want to go back to the 09 team because you know you guys got off to a great start i think you were three and all to start the year you win that first game in houston you're playing well then then you lost a couple games got back to three and three yeah. See, but eventually, I'll never forget this game. In this game, I can see it now. You blow this game to the Falcons at home. I, I, you guys, I believe, are seven and six coming into the game. Still got a real shot to get to the playoffs. Yeah. Atlanta comes in. You're winning the whole game. I think you're up seven to three the whole goddamn game. Okay, and then the fight. And this was as good as the defense was back then. Too many times with the game on the line, the defense let them come down and win the game. Yeah. I think it was Gonzalez that. Oh yeah, I was, I was just going to tell you that. I was just so the funny thing about that game, <laughs> the first play of the game, right? Sanchez throws a pick. 
I go push the guy out of bounds. I'm not sure who I push the guy out of bounds. I break my finger. My finger goes from here to dang near like this direction. Wow. So and you look after that. I went to the sideline, like I'm the only full back up. And they were like, and it it I end up having to get, I think, surgery or stitches or something. So first play of the game, I'm already, I'm out of whack. So now every play that we had in, and maybe I can catch the ball to backfield or anything else is out the window because now I got wow. this big stupid cast on. All week long, I told him, I said, listen, I played with Tony Gonzalez. I'm looking at his picture. I played with Tony for 10 years. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna say when the ball gets down to the red zone, the ball is coming to Tony Gonzalez. I said, because I've seen him like right. literally want to fight the offensive coordinator. And like, if I'm, if I'm get to the red zone, you better throw me the ball. So I'm telling these guys all week long, we're running all these plays. I'm like, listen, we get down to the goal line. You better double Tony Gonzalez. I don't care who else catches the ball. We get down the goal line. He runs a pivot, bodies everyone up, throws the ball, touchdown, boo, we lose. I'm like, didn't, don't you think that they're going to throw the ball to, to your hall of fame tight end? And yeah, that was, I remember that, but we were shutting him down. And that last, it was like, a, I don't know if it was a two minute drill or whatever. He goes straight down score. Yep. And I'm over there. I got a picture of me and him standing. I got a stupid cast on. He's smiling. I'm like, dude, I want to fight you right now. So that's, yeah, that's, that's the game. Yeah. And I first play a game, uh, dislocated wow. my face. Sanchez to a pick the first play. I'm like, dude, could you at least throw it in? Like, can, you wait a couple, can you wait a couple plays, right? Yeah, just, yeah, I'm, I break my finger the first play of the game. So my whole day is wrecked, gone. So, yeah. <laughs> but, know. but, sorry, but so you're seven and seven. Rex goes yeah. on and says, okay, we're not making the playoffs. Yeah. And then you go to Indy to play. The, the Colts are undefeated. I mean, I will never forget this. Stuff. The Colts are freaking undefeated. You go to Indy, and Jim Caldwell and the guys with the Colts decide, we don't want to be undefeated. We, we're more worried about winning the Super Bowl. They pull Peyton Manning, and I think it was Curtis Paint that it comes into the game. Yeah. And you guys go on and win the game. And now yeah. all of a sudden, they hand you the game, and now all of a sudden, you guys are right in position to get in the playoffs again. Yeah, that was... And I tell to this day, I mean, obviously, that's not my pay grade to be questioning that kind of stuff. And I'm like, if a guy's going to get hurt, you can get hurt regardless. I'm just a firm believer. And that's some of the things that happened to us, I believe, in Kansas City, because we kind of took the gas off a little bit once we were right, securing, right, like, right, team right, three, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, man, and that was the thing, like, and everyone always says now after the fact, it's like, would you have, for, would you, would you have preferred to be in the wild card game? And I was like, 100%, because that wild card game, I think it gives you momentum to keep playing and play well. You take that that week off, and we took the week off in Kansas City because right. obviously we had to buy. A couple times, a and couple times. Lost. Yeah, we lost, even with Dick Vermeil. So even right. with Dick Vermeil, we went 13-3, and three, yep. full advantage, boom, losing lose the first game. So, um, yeah, I don't understand why they pulled them, but, you know, thankfully they did, and, you know, we were able to come back. Because Peyton, that year, they were rolling, like, we, they were undefeated. We Tony, they were yeah, undefeated we going into the yeah, game. there's no way we could have stopped them. I mean, they, they were rolling, yeah. yeah. So they so they let you into the playoffs, and they'd eventually take you out. But but, but before, <laughs> yeah. before we even get there, so now yeah. I'll never forget this, too. So now the last game of the season, you're playing the Bengals, and it turns out to be – this is the last game ever at, at the old Giant Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a Sunday night game, and I'm there, and it it's was – it, it was, was the most electric atmosphere cold, I think I've ever been a part of. Unbelievable atmosphere. But it was so goddamn cold. Tony. You remember how <laughs> cold it was? That? that was one of the coldest nights I can ever remember. But it was a party because you yeah. guys won like 42 nothing or whatever. I mean, yeah. you just, I mean, it was never a game. You just absolutely yeah. destroyed them. Then we were like, it was a party. We're going to the yeah. playoffs. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I was talking to D. Wood last night. And it's funny. He was like, we were talking about that. He was like, dude. You remember that Cincinnati game? He said, bro, it was brick cold. And I was like, oh my that was like God. The, that was, a, and unfortunately, 
Um, one of, remember, I think one of the fans, like we were coming around high five, and one of the fans flipped out his stands and hit his head on the uh, like the thing, and he died because it really? was like a yeah, one of the fans. I don't remember that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan flipped off the um the balcony thing, and the ground was hard as a <laughs> a brick, and yeah, he um unfortunately didn't make it. So uh yeah, it was that's one of the greatest that that atmosphere was one of the greatest atmospheres I think I've ever been a part of. Because Brad Smith, Smith, Brad Smith, you couldn't stop him. Like we yeah, were Brad Smith had enough. Yeah. Brad Smith was a very underrated player for that those yeah. teams. He was a yeah. really good player. And then of course you play him again. Now you go to Cincinnati to play him in the in the first playoff game. Yeah. And that was the game where Weatherford, the punter, got sick or something. And Jay Feely had to do the <laughs> punting. He actually yeah. punted well in that game, yeah, Tom. He did. Well, crazy enough, think about this. So the our coach who we used to call it like the gadget plays that created all those plays for Brad. Guess what? That's Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball, who now is the head coach for the Giants, he was the one that orchestrated like all the Brad Smith plays, all the wild card, all that really? stuff that we were doing. That was Dayball. So it's funny how things happen. It's like, okay, he leaves, he goes, I think he goes to the Patriots and he goes to the Bills and now he's back in New York. So Dayball was the one who like weekend, he would, he probably had about 10 to 12 gadget plays that for Brad, because you know, Brad was a quarterback at, at Mizzou, so he yeah. could throw it, he could yep. run it, and that's a they ball created all of those plays for for Brad. So that's kind of crazy that former Jet, and now he's uh now he's over nice. in the blue. Yeah, but Brad um, Smith yeah, was a great great kick returner too. He could return kicks as well, Brad Smith. Oh yeah, he could do it all. I mean, he, yep. yeah, he could yeah, Brad could do it all. And and the good thing about Brad, one of the nicest, quiet guys you can ever meet. He just came to work every day, always on time, last guy to leave, and really busted. But yeah. Terrific jet. Terrific Yeah, but jet. I do remember that game that, because uh, that's where we were giving, uh, uh, we like dude, because uh, now, I don't know if you're saying um, our kicker, all he does now is lift weights. He's like, he's built like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like Jack. Uh, uh, he does all this like muscle and fitness stuff. Who's we this like, now? Who are we talking about? Uh, the, our kicker who got, who got hurt, the, our punter. Oh, Steve uh, Weatherford. Yeah, yeah, Weatherford. no, I know that. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's on like the cover of like muscle magazines. In fact, yeah. he's he's good friends with my wife. My wife okay. is good friends with my wife was in the hospital for hip surgery. Okay. Who shows up? Weatherford. <laughs> I swear to God. I yeah. swear. She'll never forget it. Yeah. But it's funny, though. We're like, dude, you quit lifting all those weights. You wouldn't get hurt. I'm like, dude, how do you get hurt? But yeah, I yeah. remember that. But yeah, Philly, Philly kicked well. He actually he kicked the ball really well. He did. Again, talking to Tony Richardson. Okay, so now you win the Bengal game. Now you're going to San Diego to play the Chargers. I was at that game in San Diego. That's okay? a sleep game. Oh, my. Sean I, Gray. I was at that game. <laughs> I was delicious. I could still see the moment right now. Fourth and one, okay? You're up 17-14. Yep. Rex, screw the field goal. We're going to run the ball and get the yep. first down. He gives the ball. I think he went behind you. I give yeah. the ball to Thomas Jones. I think yep. he followed you. You get the first down. You seal the win. I was delirious yeah but yeah, i tell yeah. you the truth that was one of the great wins of all time going out there and beating the charges in san diego and how funny was it lt he's a jet the following year yeah. promarty <clears throat> the next year as well yeah how about how about that game in san diego man you guys tremendous well, win that game well, well funny enough you start talking about crow so sean green had broke the big run <laughs> yep. and we got and so the, yep. when when cromarty came he was like, uh-oh, Cromartie made a business decision. He saw Sean. He was like, whoop. He wanted Absolutely. no part of that contact. He, so we put that on tape. We're like, you're a Jet now. You can't do that. But uh, but no, nah, that game was, um, well, I remember that game very well because first play of the game, uh, I'm on kickoff return. Some dude came down pissing vinegar. He hit me so hard. I'm like, which way did he go? Which way did he go? So I got, I, I was concussed. Like, 
And all of a sudden, it's a, it's 21 personnel to first play the game. And I'm like, TJ, what I got? He was like, dude, what? I'm like, dude, what to play? He was like, I think it was like lead or something. And I was like, then it started to kind of slowly come back. And then we end up uh, <laughs> we end up having a good game. But that first play, I'm going to kick off return. And some dude came down that mug. Wow. I still, I still don't know what number he was wearing. I think he was wearing semi-bus number. <laughs> he hit me so hard that first play. And then all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, I think I'm in San Diego. I think there's a game today. And then all of wow. a sudden, it started coming back together. And uh, but yeah, that was that was one of my that was a great game. Yeah, now they they take you out of the game now with this protocol. Yeah, now yeah now I wouldn't have I, they would have took me out immediately. But the thing about it was, if you remember, we would only dress three backs. So I think then it was me because we didn't have a backup because Connor didn't come. Yeah, it was in Sean Green, two. Thomas Jones, and you, yeah, right? That's Pretty it, much, right? Because we didn't have a backup fullback, right? And so I couldn't get hurt because there was no. I mean, that that would cut out half our offense. And so finally, that next year is when we we drafted the Terminator. But uh, but yeah, I had there was no backup, so we would go like a band of brothers, and it was us three against the world. So, but yeah, I ended up. Yeah, now they would have took me out, and I would have probably you know you definitely would have you know now they just take your helmet, but. Back then, I can kind of like, as long as I can hide from the coaches, I can get back yes. in there. <laughs> and and the ground and pound was tremendous. I mean, I you know I watch a lot of these games. I told you on YouTube now, and and the way you guys ran the freaking football. I mean, I think that year you averaged about 175 yards of rushing a game. Yeah. You guys, you had Green, yeah, who was a very underrated player. Yeah. You had Thomas Jones, who was a tremendous player. The guy never fumbled. I mean, he was a money back. You yeah. you blocking. I mean. Unfortunately, it didn't work out in Indy. You actually had the lead in Indianapolis at halftime yeah. and then in the championship game. And then Sean Green got hurt in that game. That was a big factor yeah. in the second half when Green went out of that game in Indy. Yeah, yeah, because he was – he was, and that was a good thing about it because we had such a mature team. And TJ kind of knew that, that, you know, Sean was hot and he was rolling. And it, was, right, it wasn't right. a slight on TJ. It was this kid had fresh legs. You know, he was hitting hole and, like, things were rolling. But uh, Rex philosophy – then was if we if we got 2.5 yards or three yards or more we run it every time and so offensive linemen like that's all they really want to do like who wants to be out here dealing with these crazy pass rushes when right 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 so that was our philosophy and that's why we ran the ball so well we'd be like we would get in the huddle we're like 2.5 let's go call it again and that was right. our thing that was our philosophy like and eventually as you start and teams nowadays they just don't do that because they're not as patient and it's not it's not like um we call it sex. It's not sexy to run the ball three times, three three yards, three yards. The fans are like booing, but all of, eventually, it's, you start wearing them down. In that third quarter, they don't want to hit those big backs. They don't want to hit Sean Green. They don't want to hit uh, Thomas Jones. And then eventually, you pop one, and, and that's how we would win games because we knew eventually we were going to wear them down. And our defense was playing well to keep us in all the games, and we were able to do that. But now teams don't get; they just get impatient because the other teams out there in four wide, they go down to score real quick. You can't stay committed to the run, and I think that's how the game has really changed a lot. Yeah, and no question. But I love those ground and pound teams, oh, yeah. no doubt about it. Talking to Tony Richardson, we move on to the next year, 2010. The 2010 team to me, okay, is one of the best teams in the history of the franchise. I mean, yeah. the Super Bowl team's got to be number one, Super Bowl three from, you know, 68, 100 years ago. Uh, the 98 team that lost to the Broncos in the championship game was a very good team, you know, Vinny and Curtis Martin yeah. and Keyshawn and Corbett and all those guys. Parcells was the coach. But that 2010 team, you guys were 11 and five. Yeah. You guys, I think you started out nine and two that year. Jones was gone, but you had Tomlinson, who was really yeah. terrific for you guys, no doubt about it. Cromartie now, you, the corners, you had Cromartie on one side, Darrell Revis on the other side. That was a good team, man. I yeah. mean, that was a, a Super Bowl caliber team. You go 11 and five, 
And then, of course, you go in uh, the first playoff game and, you know, you, you go back to Indy. This, I was at this game, too. I'll never forget this game, okay? Back to Indy. And, of course, the game ends with, with Nick Falk, who was a terrific kicker for the Jets, making the field goal at the, at the gun that wins the game. But how about that? And that turned out to be Peyton Manning's last game for the Colts. Wow. Uh, you know, that as well. And I'll never forget that. But if you remember, Cromartie had a huge kickoff return to kind yeah. of set you guys up, yeah. you know, in good position to eventually get the game-winning field goal. How about that game in, in Indy, that wild-card game that you won uh, 17-16 at the end? Yeah, you know, which is kind of crazy. And I think that's a testament to to Rex because, you know, all week long, you know, Rex would – like, I, you know, for me as an offensive player, I'm kind of like looking like, you know, how are we going to be able to stop this other team? And I think that particular game, I think we were going like – maybe five defensive backs, maybe six to kind of confuse Peyton. And we also knew that, you know, they were doing so many things in the late substitutions and they were bringing their guys in, we bring our guys in. So it was a huge chess match. And that's when I saw the brilliance of, of Rex and how he was able, cause that's got me thinking about it to beat, you know, to beat Peyton at home yes. <laughs> with the weapons they had. It was, it was one of the most special games and it was, it was, it was special. But I, if you go all the way back and I say this and me and D would talk about it, if Chris Jenkins never got hurt, that's what that's what that would have changed. Yeah. Yeah, you everything. told me you said that to me yeah. off the year, Jenkins. Because Jenkins, I don't, did he play at all in 2010? No, he got hurt in preseason. He blew his because right. he remember he was right. hurt the year before, right? Towards ACL, and then right. he came back right. the next year and tore the other one. But we could, Joe, we couldn't even we couldn't even um we couldn't even get our run game going in pra in practice. He was such a disruptor. Mm -hmm. we, he just all in the backfield, and we're like, dude, you're jumping off sides. He wasn't jumping off sides. He was whooping ass. And we couldn't block him. I mean, no way. Like, we couldn't get our 9 on 7. We'd had to take him out just so we can get the run game going. And I'm telling you, because there was nobody in the league at that time that could block him. He was a, he was a man child. And to me, that's where, you know, even even having that year and not having him, you know, Mike DeVito, these guys stepped up. Yeah. But, right. You know, but if he would have been there, man, that would have that been, been a difference maker. Cause just because yeah. you see, like, you know, I was at the last Super Bowl. When you get a guy like Aaron Donald, you might block him. 30 times, but it's gonna be another 10, they're gonna be another 10 to 15 times that your quarterback is gonna be on the ground and the pass rush. It's just there's too many things that happen because now you gotta force, oh, double team this guy, and you got guys coming off the edge or you know, Rex with his creative blitz. That really hurt us a lot. But even then, it was, you know, that was a year that we went up to, you know, New England. They stomped the mud hole and oh my God. Yep. But how good was but, that? Yeah, but we so we lose that game against the Pats, and that was probably the one. Well, you're talking about oh, well, well, you wait now. Let's go back. Now you're talking about the regular season game. Regular I was at season. that game. Monday night game, you lost 45 to 3 that night. Listen, so we get back, and that's right. to me, that was one of the worst games I think I've ever been a part of. Because it's yep. you know, it's a division game. We're on the road, we get yep. crushed. We get back, Rex took all of us out. We all in like our sweats and whatever. We dig a big hole and we took dug everything up. We put the football in there and we put the, all the tapes and we buried it. Never talked about that game again. And then when we went back up there that following after we beat the Colts and we went back up there, um, that mindset, it was, it started as soon as we pl played that, that the game against Colts on the way back home, everyone was locked in. Like there wasn't a team, I don't think there was a team anywhere that could have beat us that particular game. Cause we were, it was us against the world. Like that was, everyone always said, what was your favorite memory as a Jet? And what's your favorite game that you ever played in? It was that game. Cause no one in yeah. the world, Gave us yeah, a chance yeah. to be able to go back up there to beat Tom Brady in his house to get a chance to go on to Pittsburgh. And um, and it was a band of brothers. And we were like, you know what? 
it's really us against the world. People, you know, we were like the laughing stock because they're like, oh yeah, we're about to get crushed again. And that's when Bart Scott in the can't wait game, yeah, he's can't wait. Not coming out his nose, <laughs> everything else. But uh, that, that, that was, it was a special year for sure. You know, I, I want to go back to that 45-3 game because I was there that Monday night. You guys get crushed. And if you remember, I thought one of the big things in that game, Jimmy Leonard got hurt in practice that week before yep. the game. Exactly. And, and he was, you know, he was an integral part of the defense and all. And uh, I thought that was a big deal when you went into New England. I thought that really hurt you guys going into that Patriot game. That well, so Jimmy, he, game. obviously he was with Rex in Baltimore, so he knew the right. system. Right. And so he, he was basically having Rex on the field. And that's the thing about it. It's like, you know, you look and you don't think, oh, okay, you know, he makes a play here. But just to be able to get guys lined up and to be able to recognize what sets they're in and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, and you lose a guy like that, literally that's like having a coach on the field. And that was big because you it, you can't replace, you can't replace, you know, that type of knowledge. And, you know, he's just, even in practice, I would see he's calling out sets, he's calling out stuff, he's getting guys lined up. And once you get guys in the right, you know, position and you, you're good and, you know, that's, that, that hurt us a lot. It's funny. I didn't even, I forgot all about that, but yeah, I remember he got hurt in practice and it definitely yeah. affected us. Yeah. 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 And then, so you go up, I got to tell you a quick story too. Again, we're talking to the great Tony Richardson. I appreciate the time, Tony. Oh, we, no could go on all, we could go on all day here. Yeah, I love it. I, I want to go back to the Colt game, you know, the one in 2010. Okay. Before you went to New England to win. And so I'm at the game. My wife is at the game, right? So folk is lining up for the game winning field goal. I'll never get this. So he's lining up for the game winner, right? No time left, basically on the clock, two seconds. You do or die. He makes it, we win, or he misses, or we lose. So I'll never forget. So my wife is nervous. So she's not looking. She's got her eyes closed, right? So kicks the field goal, makes the field goal, and the place is completely quiet. She's like, it's so quiet. I'm like, because he made the field goal. He gave exactly. it in yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. never forget that. She thought he missed it, you know, because it was so quiet. No, no, we're on the road. That's why it's quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So let me go back. You, you got to jog my memory. Didn't we have, because that year, the AFC was pretty tough, because remember, we had a game in Chicago. We got snowed in. We lost to the Bears in Chicago. Exactly. But you let me wait. say that. You and lost the but you clinched the playoff spot that day as well. Exactly. Because we thought yeah. if we we thought that if we would have lost, because everyone was down and out, everyone was down and out, but then someone right. lost earlier that day or something happened. Yeah, you guys made the playoffs that day anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And that's when like it was terrible because we're like, you know, oh, we got to go back to the hotel because we couldn't fly out. Everyone was pissed off because we lost the game. And then boom, I don't remember who else was playing that day. Then they were like, oh, we just cleansed the playoff spot. Yeah. And it was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then the last game of the regular season, you, it was a really a meaningless game. You're playing Buffalo and you killed yeah. them at yeah. home. And I think the was it the late Joe Washington? He, he had a monster game running the football that day. You yeah. remember that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Joe. It was, um, yeah, he yeah, because he got shot. Joe, McD Joe McKnight. Joe McKnight. I'm thinking yeah. of right. Joe McKnight. Right, Joe yeah. McKnight. Sorry. Yeah, he, he did it because, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, funny enough, because that was the John Connor, and we rested uh, Ladania, and I think they let um, John Connor and uh, and Joe just they let them just run yeah. wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. All right, so you, you beat the Patriots as one of the great wins of all time. I'm with delirious. Now we're going to Pittsburgh. What what happened? In, I was at the championship game in Pittsburgh too. By the way, the last playoff game the Jets have played back yeah. you know eleven years ago, not twelve years, whatever it is. Hundred seems like fifty. But yeah. whatever. The team came out flat. You guys were down 24 nothing in that game. Yeah. Were you flat? I mean, was was it a major letdown after you beat New England? I mean, what, what happened there? Yeah, you know, I just, I mean, like, you know, that's because for me, that was my last ever football game. And that's when I. That was the final I, game of your career, was that game? That was it. And for me, I was, 
I was taking it all the way back and I was like, you know what? The Super Bowl is going to be played in Dallas. I started my career in Dallas. That's right. That's right. Win this game. We go to Dallas, we win the Super Bowl. That's a storybook career. That's what I was thinking. And right, for what, right. I don't know, man, they, they jumped out on us pretty good. They had, um, I think it was Minningham, the running back. He was, he was running wild. And then we made the necessary adjustments. And offense, we were, I think we were moving the ball pretty good, but they, they kept scoring, kept scoring. And then finally, the, I think the second half, we started turning around and defense started stopping them. And then we had the, I guess, the first and goal down the goal line and we didn't end up punching it in. And then yeah, Robertsburg yeah. comes out and they end up beating us. But yeah, that was, that was, the, that was the last time I ever suited up again. That was it. I didn't realize that was your last game. Yeah, that game was yeah. 24-0 at the half. I believe at the half. Yeah, and and, and half. by the way, another brutally cold game. That was yeah. brutally cold in Pittsburgh that day. 24-0. You guys come out. I think you scored immediately. Touchdown pass from uh, Mark to uh, Santonio. San Antonio, yeah. Right. You guys come all the way back. You got that first. It was fourth and goal. I can see it now. Fourth and goal on the one. They give the ball to Tomlinson. Yeah. And he doesn't get in. Yeah, he doesn't get in, and and I think you guys got a safety right after that because they had the ball in the one. Yeah. You guys tackled Roethlisberger, I believe, for a safety. Exactly. And it was twenty four nineteen, and Pittsburgh's got the ball. And I swear, Tony, if you guys would have stopped them, if the defense would have stopped them, yeah, you guys would have came back and won the game. I really, I think you would have won, but the defense couldn't stop them. I think Antonio Brown got a big first down to seal the win, and yeah. we didn't even know what Antonio Brown was at that point. And exactly. he, he got he got the big catch to kind of seal it. And that was pretty bad. That was tough. That was a good thing. That team yep. is one of the best teams in the history of the franchise. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that's the one you, you, you don't get participation medals for. But that's the one that's like, you know what, did we lose the game or we just didn't have enough time? Because like you said, have we stopped them? The momentum we had, we were rolling. They couldn't they, they could they couldn't stop us. But we didn't stop when I remember it was like boom, 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 first down. And the yeah. next thing I know, the confetti's falling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It was painful. Believe me. I still got scars. Tony, the scars are. <laughs> well, me, how how about how about before we go, just a couple more things. How about Sanchez? Because to me, Mark Sanchez got a raw deal. I mean, he's, this guy won four. He won more playoff games than any yeah. Jet quarterback in history. He won four playoff games all on the road. He yeah. beats he beats arguably the two greatest quarterbacks of all time, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, back-to-back weeks in playoff games on the yeah. road. But all anybody wants to talk about is that stupid butt fumble. You know, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things. And it's like, there again, if we're in any other market, and obviously that game was a, I guess that was a, was that a Sunday night game or Monday night game against the Patriots where he had the butt fumble? I know it was a Oh, uh, no, it was, a th- it was Thanksgiving night, actually. Yeah. So the whole entire world's night. watching. The turkey didn't you know, go it, down well, Tony. Yeah. yeah. I remember too, because everyone's just like, the only team this, this could happen to could be the New York Jets. And I'm just like, you know, I live right. I live right here in Queens, and I live right across right. from the firehouse. And the, even the firehouse boys are like, "Dude, how?" Did I? I'm like, "Missing man, I'm at home on the couch with you. I don't know how it happened, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just like I don't know why Mark doesn't. Because I think a lot of times they don't give Mark his due, just because we had such a running game, defense, yeah. and we had there was so many great offensive line, team. by the way. Too. I mean, think about. It. I mean, we had Jason Taylor, like Hall of yeah. Famer. Yeah, you know, yeah. Dane. So I think there was so many big personalities with Bar Scott, and I think Sanchez just kind of got overshadowed. And they were saying, I think a lot of people in the narrative was like, you guys won not because of Sanchez, you won, um, you know, besides despite Sanchez, of him. Despite of him, exactly. And that's the thing. I think that's the narrative. It's like, you know, because I always like, dude, what about Mark Sanchez? It's like, yeah, you know, thank God you guys were able to cover him up. I'm like, that kid made some great plays. Like, he, he got us to where we needed to be and it got us close to, you know, going to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I don't know why. 
you know, it's crazy because then he goes back, he gets hurt the following year and what separates his shoulder or not does something crazy when he was playing that preseason game. And, and yeah, Rex, Rex, Mark- Rex, the dumbest move Rex ever made yeah. was putting Sanchez into that stupid preseason game against the Giants. Yeah. He winds up getting, like you said, getting hurt. And that, that made, you know, that forced Geno Smith to be the quarterback that year. Exactly. So, and sometimes you just have to know that, you know, sometimes those decisions and moves may come from above, you know, it's just, right. I mean, right. I don't, you know, why would you make that decision? But, you know, that's why I'm sitting over here and never been a head coach. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't realize that was your last game, but boy, those, yeah. those couple teams were, and, and you, Tony, you were a terrific player. I mean, there's no, no other way to say it. And, and uh, you're a hell of a guy too. You play golf, Tony, you know? I do. I kind of, uh, yeah, I kind of get out there and swing. I, everyone's like, do you play? I'm like, I know how to play. I can get myself around, but uh, yeah, I need to get out. I need to, you know, it's funny because, you know, living in Queens, it's like, it's not as accessible. When I live in Kansas City, like, oh, I live right in the backyard is a golf course. So right. I need to right. dust the clubs off. I keep them in my car at all times. So just in case, but yeah, I need to get back out and start. But there's start a lot here. of golf courses on Long Island, Tony. I mean, there's plenty of them out there. I'm going to tell you who's a great golfer who I should connect you with is, uh, remember we had the tight end Fred Baxter? Oh, Fred is he really? Baxter's yeah, a good golfer. Fred is a, Fred is a, well, so Fred and I, um, real quick, we. He's an um, Auburn guy. Didn't Baxter go to Auburn too? Yeah, so Fred and I played high school ball against each other. Right. He he went on to, he got drafted in baseball and he got drafted in football. Goes to mm-hmm. Auburn, plays baseball and football, comes to the Jets, and then he wins the Super Bowl ring with Tom Brady. He's a, he's a golf instructor. He's a scratch golfer. He plays really? golf every single day, every day. Like, can you know, baseball players automatically have that natural swing. Right. He can, he can hit it. He can, he can hit the cover off of it. But uh, so that's when Fred was like, he lives up in um, Morristown, up near Philly. Yeah. And he was like, bro, come up. Morristown, New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, Morristown. Not that far um, from me. Yeah. I wouldn't no, really say it's near Philly. It's kind of like more central Jersey than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right up, I guess a lot of the Philadelphia, the Eagles players live up in that, um, up in that area. Yeah. And so he was like, dude, just come up, stay at the house for a couple of days. He said, I guarantee you in a couple of days, I'll get your swing fixed. And so I need to take him up on that. Cause he's like, if I, if I can teach, if I can teach little young girls to swing the golf club, he said, I think I can get you straight. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Now, now you going, are you going to be at Marty Lyons' golf outing with uh, Kenny Zor and all of that in August? Are you going to that? I, yeah, I actually will. I, I try to make that every year and I'm actually going to be with Marty tomorrow. So okay. um, tell him I said all. Well, we got fleet week. So tomorrow um, I took my negative, uh, I had to get a negative COVID test on Saturday, and then I got to take another one today. And then Marty and I will meet down at the uh, at the pier, and we take the Osprey, the, the helicopter that goes straight up, and then. Phew. So we've done this a couple of years, and we go out and we are on the ship that actually comes in to start Fleet Week. And so I'll, I'll see Marty for the next couple of days, which is really cool. Tell him I said hello, right? Yeah. And I got to apologize to you that I didn't make the uh, the podcast when you came. No, that's to, fine, uh, Tony. Don't worry about. It. You know, all my guys from the Jet Lounge, they came. They were all there. They all showed up. They were all there. Yeah, they were all there, man. They, and they love you, too. They were like, man, it was one of the greatest nights. And to meet you and, you know, to meet everybody. And uh, yeah, I think what well, Kim Jones was there and and and, yeah. and Danielle. So, yeah, all my boys from uh, from the Jet Lounge, let me tell you hello. Yeah, indeed. No, they're a good, good bunch. And uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully there'll be a day, Tony, when all of us <laughs> will be at that AFC championship game at the Meadowlands yep. as, our, as our team goes back to the Super Bowl. I can only imagine. I probably won't be alive, Tony. Thank you. No, I probably won't. Okay. Yeah. I tell like, everyone. My wife will be putting memorabilia on my tombstone for that. If it ever I, I tell everyone, if the, in one of those two years, had we ended up going to the Super Bowl and winning it, it would have been the biggest parade, I think, in New York City history. Yeah. In one of those, it would have been, we still be, I think we still be partying now. It would be. Well, yeah. Tony, Tony, it's yeah. going on 54 freaking years. 
Okay, yeah. 54. Tony, thank God I saw the only one. I was only <laughs> I was 15 years old. If yeah. you would have told me as a sophomore in high school that enjoy this because you're never seeing another one. I, now I'm 68 and I haven't yeah. seen another one. Yeah. I would have been saying, really? Wait a minute. Ho- ho- oh, hopefully we'll get one. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's been a lot of pain. I don't know. I'm not confident. I don't love this coach. I like what they did in the draft. Yeah, the Draft was good. I like the quarterback. I think they got a real shot with him. No doubt about it. The free agents moves they made. But I'm a little concerned about this head coach. I don't know about I like Sal in San Francisco. Yeah. I wanted him. Yeah. Now I'm kind of, we'll see. Yeah. Big, well, you know, the, the, the thing for me is just like one thing I like is whenever the coaches, whenever the players start repeating or sharing the same sentiments as the coach, that means he has the locker room. And these guys, even though they struggled last year, they still were out there fighting. Excuse me. And I think that's a testament to the head coach. And I think, I think I, me personally, I like his energy. Um, I think he's the right man for the job right now with this young group of guys. And so, but this year, you know, we got to, we got to see, like, you know, we drafted well, but we always know it's like, you know, now, now we got groceries in the cabinet. Now we got to cook them and put everything together. And I like this young team, man. I think, I think they did Joe Douglas, the way he built that roster and constructed it. And now it's like, and this is not the final roster. You already know they're already looking at the free agent wave and June 1st cuts. This team, I think is going to be ready to roll week one. I can't wait. I hope so. Yeah. The, the schedule makers did him no favors by having to play the first four games against the AFC North. Yeah, you got to open right. with the freaking Ravens, at least the games yeah. at home. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, uh, but we'll see. Look, Tony, I can't take another six and 11. You can't tell me they went, they won six games no. and had a good year. That's BS no. to that. No. I got to yeah, see. Can, you, can I get at least nine wins this year somehow? <laughs> yeah. I'll, t- I'll take possible? nine all day. I'll take nine all day, especially with that yep. schedule. I definitely take nine for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Tony, I can't thank you enough. Um, I appreciate you giving me the time. Uh, you did a terrific job. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yep. Tell Kenny. Kenny uh, Zorn, he's, he's awesome, man. So tell him I say hello. And tell your wife I say hello. Your daughter, she was great. And uh, anytime yep. you need me, man, I'm here. I'm right here in Queens. So let me know. Tony, Tony, I appreciate it, bro. And go Rangers. Yeah, amen. Amen. <laughs> Got to win tomorrow night. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right, All right Tony. Thank All you. Right, God bless. You. All the love. God bless you, too. See you, bro. Bye-bye. All right, before we go, before we did, we sign off here, just let me thank my sponsors again. Uh, let me thank Tony Richardson. Thank Tony. Thank you so much. Again, all my sponsors, Beach Camera, Hackensack Brewing Company, KZ Sports Marketing, Anita Discount Tire, Blue Hill Golf Course, and uh, the uh, sidebar in Hackensack. Everybody, enjoy your week. Enjoy the interview. And uh, we'll talk to you on Friday. All right, let me get my uh, sponsors in here. Uh, we'll start with the, of course, Hackensack Brewing Company. I uh, want to thank everybody over to Hackensack Brewing Company. We've done already three uh, live podcasts from the Hackensack Brewing Company. We're going to be doing one every month coming up. When we get to football, we're going to have once a month football Fridays. want to thank Mike Jones, TJ, Herb, Andre, everybody over there. And you know the deal on, on the Hackensack Brewing Company. Located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. Uh, the tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. Come in, check it out, say hello to everybody. Uh, we'll be coming. We'll be doing another live podcast coming up in June. As I said, we're going to do one a month uh, for the foreseeable future. KZ Sports Marketing. The great Kenny Zor. I want to thank Kenny again for 
the just completed interview with Tony Richardson, him setting us up with all of that. KZ Sports Marketing, you know the deal. He helps me book my guests for the Oda Payne podcast. Tremendous all-around guy. If you're looking to secure your favorite athlete or celebrity for any event, could be a charity function, corporate golf outing, in-store autograph appearance, give my good buddy Kenny Zora a call. KZ Sports Marketing, 516-996-7616. or simply visit kzsportsmarketing.com. Also, want to thank uh, my buddies at the Blue Hill Golf Course. Be playing there tomorrow. Uh, coming up, want to thank everybody there. Uh, Big Mike, AJ, and Chase. You know the deal. Uh, Pearl River, New York, my favorite golf course. 27 holes there, the three nines. Uh, Lakeside, Pines, and, of course, Woodlands. Got the best pro shop there is. It's the rival of any of the big golf stores. Get anything you want there from clothes to clubs to shoes. You name it, they got it. Uh, they're going to have simulators as well. So go check out. You want to play some great golf, go check out the Blue Hill Golf Course, Pearl River, New York. Tell them uh, Beningo sent you. Also, let me mention the Sidebar Restaurant in uh, Hackensack, New Jersey. You know the deal. Uh, 45 Main Street in Hackensack, uh, right in the shadow of the courthouse, the courthouse Rotunda. Go check it out. Uh, great place. Go see uh, Chef Danny. Uh, they make a lamb burger there. They got great food. Uh, like I said, great place to have lunch, to have dinner, have a couple drinks. Go check out the uh, the, the uh, sidebar, 45 Main Street in Hackensack. Remember, we did a live podcast there a couple weeks ago. Tell them Beningo sent you at the sidebar. Also, my buddy Isaac from Beach Camera, they offer all the top brands, LG, Samsung, Sony. Give Isaac a call, Beach Camera 732 993-6385. Stop in 80 Carter Drive, Edison, New Jersey. Let him save you some money. Use the code JOEBJWEB for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more at beachcamera.com. Check it out again, 732-993-6385. And last but not least, my uh, my son Johnny, Anita Discount Tire, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Go check him out. See Ari, see Johnny. You need tires. You need any service done on your car, go check them out. They'll take care of you, all your car service needs. It's not too far from Blue Hill. You can go get your car done and go play golf at Blue Hill. Not really that far uh, uh, to go do that. So uh, everybody, go check out Anita Tire. Tell them Beningo sent you. So uh, there we go with my sponsors. I want to thank Tony Richardson again. And everybody, enjoy your week.